So good morning. Welcome everyone to our time together this week. And what I wanted to talk about over these five days is a, um, a set of teachings that the Buddha gave about five areas of our experience where we tend to bring suffering on ourselves based on the way that we relate to them. So five particular areas where we have a tendency to um, relate to them in ways that are not helpful for our path and hence not helpful also for others around us. And so we'll be looking at you know, how we can deal skillfully with each of these five aspects of experience. And the first one is the body itself, uh, something that we're maybe all thinking about more than we used to. Not that we didn't before, but now in a different way, right? As we consider how many times per day we're washing our hands and um, keeping our body distant from other people and thinking about its vulnerability and other factors. And there are, of course, ways we can do this quite unskillfully. So I, uh, I wanted to start with a, a little snippet from the teachings. There was once um, uh, an old man named Nakula Pita, and he went to see the Buddha. And he, now his issue was that he was very aged, but we can imagine, some of us are there too, but we can, um, we can imagine also that it applies to any other ways that the body is, you know, a challenge for us. And he goes to the Buddha and he says, you know, what can I do in this condition that I'm in uh, to help myself? And the Buddha gives him a very simple piece of advice. He suggests that he should think, although I am afflicted in body, I shall not be afflicted in mind. And, you know, this is a, a very deep teaching in and of itself. But it reminds us that there are ways in which we have choices about how we relate to the body. It's different from the mind. Um, and there are you know, possibilities for understanding its vulnerability uh, and making that actually part of the path. So we may be healthy now, but maybe someday we'll be afflicted in body or someone that we know, or even, you know, being physically healthy in terms of illness, many of us have issues with our bodies in certain ways. We're getting older or we have some other condition that's affecting us or limiting us. So this is a powerful teaching really anytime. Although I'm afflicted in body, I shall not be afflicted in mind. So I thought this would be an opportunity today to really relate to our bodies. And you know, I invite you now to actually feel your body as it is, whether you're still kind of in meditation, or if you've opened your eyes and are taking in the surroundings, um, just feel how the body is. It's a collection of various sensations. Some parts of the body feel solid. Uh, some parts uh, feel more fluid or sometimes little tingling sensations. Some parts we can't feel that well. You know, if you do a body scan, for example, you might routinely have a part that you just don't connect with that well. And there are some parts that feel very spacious and open. We can feel them fine, but there's sort of no strong sensation there. 
it's a combination of a lot of different things. We can consider, you know, in our mind that the body is um, vulnerable. It's made of things that are have sort of come together in some way, and they tend not to stay together. They'll fall apart again someday. So just using the body as a way to understand some of the truths of the world also. And then because this is the body that we've got this time, it can be very helpful to offer it goodwill. Just start from a place of, I care about this body. I wish it good health, although I don't know, but I certainly wish it goodwill in any form. So maybe in however way it makes sense to you, offer some small amount of metta to the body itself. May my body be at peace. This collection of elements and parts, may it function well. May it meet the surroundings well. May it benefit from the food I give it. That's what needs, that's what the body needs to go on. It needs physical food. That's called the condition or the nutriment for the body. It's very basic to all beings. Actually, some kind of energy has to come in. So we can consider that in our daily life, we would want to, especially at this time, uh, exercise the body, eat well, sleep, all these basic things that this little collection of stuff needs, uh, we should be doing and doing with a sense of happiness that we get that chance to take care of these elements which allow us to be here, to where the sense organs are contained. And then throughout the day, we can soften the body, breathe, take some time to breathe. And generally, give it a lot of respect. Feel our feet on the ground. Have awareness of our activity, what we're doing with the body. Are we sitting in a way that's comfortable and balanced? We might be doing more sitting than usual. So generally treating the body as a, a vehicle for our being here. And then on the, on the cushion in your formal sitting meditation, if you like to do body practices, this is a great time to practice with the elements. That was what I kind of pointed us toward in the sitting a little bit roughly. But um, the four elements are the element of earth or solidity, so felt in the bones and the solidness of the body sitting upright. The water element or liquidity felt in the saliva and also in the cohesion. Solids are bound together by liquid. Anyone who's made bread knows this. Put the water into the flour and that's how you make it something solid. So there's that aspect. And then the fire element is the heat, the warmth or coolness of the body. And the air element is the 
motion, the tendency for the air to come in and out, the flow of the blood, although that's a liquid itself, its motion is considered part of the air element. So the, the dynamic um, mobile quality of, the, of life. And these four things, these four aspects or experiences uh, can be tuned into. The body is actually just a combination of these four sensations, maybe along with space. Some areas feel spacious. Um, they're not meant to be literal physical things where we could cut out the earth element and put it separate. They're actually all bound together, but they are experiences. This is an experiential understanding of what the body is, what form is. And we see when we think in that way that it's not any different from outside. You know, you pick up a fork, that's earth element, it's solid. It's also cold, uh, drain, it's colder than your hand and it drains the heat out so you feel the fire element as you pick up a cool fork. Um, we feel the air element in the wind around us and the, the water um, that we interact with throughout the day and need to drink. So there's all kinds of ways that we can see outside of us these four elements also. And I think it's especially important at this time when we feel like the physical surroundings themselves are a threat, that we really connect with the fact that we are part of nature, that what's in us and what's outside of us is not any different in a fundamental way. It's important at this time to connect ourselves into the larger ecology and you know, notice that you're part of the sky and you're part of the trees. Yeah, we have to take some certain precautions. We always did, of course. You know, you wouldn't walk in front of a car because their earth element is stronger than your earth element. <laughs> um, so these things still apply, but you know, we have a few more. But we haven't ever stopped being supported by the air, the water, the food, the energy that we take in. That's just as true. And connecting with that is a counterbalance to our sense of fear around what my body's going to get into it. So how we relate to the body or to form in general, as it's called, is something that we have a choice about. And in this time, we want to be careful not to do it in a way that brings suffering. In the teachings of the Buddha, the, um, the body is likened to a lump of foam. It's interesting because, you know, in some sense that makes it very, feels very vulnerable. It's just going to pop or something. But I think the idea was that it's kind of a light, light thing. Because often we think of our body as kind of a burden. It's heavy, it's lumpy, it's painful. Um, but the lump of foam gives it a sense of lightness. And to the degree to which we can experience our body that way, I think it's good also. So the body has its own path. It's wedded to the mind, um, but it's separate from the mind. Although we are afflicted or affected in body in certain ways, the mind may be unafflicted or unaffected, and we can uh, relate in ways that don't cause suffering. So I'll just end with a poem. The body is sometimes also likened to a house in the teachings, and this is from Japanese poet Izumi Shikibu. Although the wind blows terribly here, the moonlight also leaks between the roof flanks of this ruined house. So the, the body has some vulnerabilities. It has 
leaks between its roof planks, but actually those are the place through which the moonlight can shine or the sunlight and the morning light. And the light of the sun or the moon is, well, the moon is often likened to awakening. So the broken parts and the vulnerabilities are the places where awakening happens. So may this be a day of care for your body and for the form world in general, the material world, relating to it well in ways that are supportive and not harmful. And tomorrow we'll continue and go on with the four other ways that areas of experience where we may inadvertently bring ourselves suffering and we'll talk about ways to relate to those well also. So thank you everyone. I hope to see some of you tomorrow. Take care.